Fire. Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. First off, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40N News update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. In addition to all this, you can get monthly swag bags. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go to the link in this episode's description or go through our link tree and go check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with fantastic designs by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hare. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level. So get over there and join the fun. This week's guest is a very special human. The man behind all the weird on Instagram. The fearless leader of the Cryptocasters on Clubhouse. One of my fellow contributing writers at Paranormality Magazine. A bastion of curiosity and compassion of oddity and authenticity, a gentleman and a scholar, Greg Morrow. We had a fantastic chat about Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts, psychics, and about just how hard it is to be a human being. This is one of my favorite chats yet, so let's jump right in. All right, Greg. Thank you. Thank you for coming and doing the show. First yes. off, of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super I'm super hyped to have you on cuz like I feel like a ton of people in this community see you and they're aware of you and they interact with you. They see the things that you that you post, that you share, all that, but like you're you often play the role of host. Yeah, I think I think I just fall into that because people don't really know what to do with me cuz it, I'm a little confusing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I have fun with this stuff. I really love it, and I, I care about the Fortean world, but I like to have fun with it too. So, yeah. Um, people that can be confusing to the serious people, and they might think i might not take it seriously but i do and i'm just open to different viewpoints that's all yeah and i i feel like that really helps you in the role of host too because you have this like amazing ability to just be to just like create a space for for people no matter what they have to say you know what i mean like there's obviously no agenda behind the things that you do no um I'm not in it for money or anything. It's just bringing people together. Um, there's there's so many talented and intelligent people in this community, and 
I, I just want to show them all off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child of the 80s, so I'm like a big collector and stuff. So I like collected all my friends, and now I need them to meet each other. Right. Yes. Yeah, I love that. For sure. But, but like, because, because you so often play the role of host, I kind of liked the idea of having you on to, like, you know, give people a chance to actually get to know you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been on a couple shows before. Um, with Yami, Cryptid Chat with Yami. I've been yeah. on her show, and we did a podcast on Star Wars together with uh, Matt Shang from the Moth Boys podcast, uh, Moth Boy Matt. He was on that with us, and we did that. We, we only did about, what... Um, eight episodes and decided to take a break. It was getting to be a little much. I felt the pressure of the deadlines and stuff. And mm-hmm. if I'm not having fun with it, I'm not going to keep doing it because yeah. if it's stressful, I don't want to do it. If it's too, like I, I understand there's stress in life, but if I'm not happy, like I can be stressed and be happy still, but if yeah. I'm stressed and unhappy, that's a recipe for depression, yeah. and that's a slippery slope. Absolutely. Well, the Star Wars podcast made it past the average length of a podcast. Most of them die after seven. <laughs> <laughs> so if you made it eight, you... we only covered seven of the movies, though. Ah, the first episode was an introduction. Gotcha. I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I know like a lot of a lot of us in this community are, but I'm I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I'm I was a Trekkie. I I love Star Trek too. I loved the Next Generation, mm-hmm. and I liked uh, Deep Space Nine. And then after that, I kind of grew out of it. Oh man, I grew up watching. Voyager with my dad. I'm a huge fan of Voyager because it's so wacky. It's like, it's like if Next Generation didn't just took itself a little less seriously. Are they like lost? They're lost somewhere. Yeah, they're lost in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, I watched a few. I watched like a handful of episodes of that. Oh man, it's worth a. If you ever like, I don't have anything to do it's for like three Jerry months. Ryan's in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she okay. plays seven of nine. Yeah, Borg. Like, yep, I love the Borg. I thought the Borg was so cool. The big yeah, the Rubik's Borg cube. is in yeah. <laughs> the Borg is in um, Voyager a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. You just see their like their goth Rubik's cube rolling up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goth cyberpunk. Or like three hundred of their goth Rubik's cubes. Yeah, the the Borg are cool. Yeah, they're. Captain Picard oh. was the the only Borg with a name. That's true. I think. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, yeah, I liked I liked me some Star Wars and the See my wife Star was Trek. a big Star Wars fan, but Ooh. I've so I've I've watched them all. You've been exposed. Yeah. But I don't know, it never really it just The Mandalorian grabbed me. I really enjoyed The Mandalorian, but I really like that like sci-fi western approach 
Yes, I like that too. Um, Firefly. Or sure. Serenity. Yeah. That and it kind of reminded me of like the almost like a, a more sci-fi version of like the the setting from like the Dark Tower series. Stephen King's yes, Dark Tower yes, series. Yes. I've only yeah. seen the movie. I haven't read the books. I've only seen the movie. Oh man, you absolutely yeah. should. But yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So that and that's my favorite like fantasy series ever. So just when the Mandalorian opened, I was like, this is something I can get into. Just that opening shot of like the little saloon and the desert and all that, like, yeah, it sold me immediately. Yeah, it was magic. I mean, John Favreau is producing it, so yeah, he's produced so many great things. Like, I wouldn't expect anything less from John Favreau. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to get us a little back on track, um. So, like, all of us have that, like, trigger moment that we can go back to in our, you know, young lives where our interest in all this stuff sort of was first peaked. Um, what was that for you? Did that happen when you were young? Have you been into it for a long time? Or is it a more recent thing for you? I mean, growing up, my mom was half Irish, Catholic Irish and there were a lot of superstitions and ghost talk and um leprechauns, the fae so it was always there I was always interested in UFOs and aliens and cryptids, I didn't know they were called cryptids then but Monsters, Lake Monsters, Nessie, Bigfoot. Even though for a long time I thought Bigfoot was only one guy running around Washington or wherever. California? California. Sure. Um, But yeah, uh, I've been aware of this stuff as long as I can remember. But I think what really got me into it was the plague I mean the coronavirus and quarantine yeah just like kind of looking for a community yeah we had time and I was I had started listening to Bigfoot podcasts I think I was listening to like Sasquatch Chronicles uh Cliff Berrickman and Bobo yeah and Funny enough, Jeremiah Byron, because I searched Bigfoot on Apple Podcasts, and that's the first name in his podcast. So yeah. Right so was Jeremiah the first person you really connected with in the community? Uh, yeah, we we had a good connection, but the first person I like truly connected with, and I was like, this is like one of my best friends, was Yami Yami Gonzalez, who does cryptid chat with him yeah see i i feel like i have lots of mutual friends with her but she kind of about the time we showed up she kind of wasn't around as much as i think she was before yeah 
I just know, like, around the time I started going to, like, clubhouse meetings and stuff, I would hear a lot of people talk about her, but I didn't see her very often, you know? Clubhouse was a funny thing because it, <laughs> we started, well, Jeremiah, like, pointed it out to everybody, and I jumped on it right away, and um, it was only open to, to Apple users, so iPhones or iPads yeah. or whatever, and it was beta... It was still beta testing, so only iPhones could use it. So it was a while before um, Android users could even use the app. And now now it's a matter of getting the word out there mm -hmm. to grow the platform. Yeah. And I don't know exactly where people are um, trying to market Clubhouse. Because I believe you can monetize on it. I haven't, but maybe one day I'll want to retire and just talk on Clubhouse all the time. Yeah. And get a couple bucks for it. You can give me your human monies. I'm very good with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm always a little, I'm always a little confused at how to like market it to. To our audience you know when like we have a thing coming up on on clubhouse because i don't know who has it i don't know how how prevalent it is yet i know when i first got on it it was still like invitation only and i had to like source an invitation basically and yeah, like it was so weird you had to like yeah. ask the person for their phone number so that yeah. you could text them a link yeah. It was the only way. You couldn't even, like, email or anything. You could only text this to, like, another iPhone. Yeah. And there were limited invitations. And the more people you invited, then you started getting more invitations to give out. And yep. it would go through your phone's contacts and tell you how many people your friends have connections with. And Yeah. Oh, they were, they were pretty, they're pretty, or were pretty aggressive with, like. Yeah. It felt invasive. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was weird to begin with. I like the format. I don't like how young it is. Yeah, and I haven't like. I don't think there's a huge response from Instagram. That's where most of my social media is. Is Instagram? Where I tweet once a month. Yeah, and make a TikTok maybe every other month. See, we're we're trying to we're trying to step up our TikTok game, but yeah, that's where it's at. I took a week off this week because I had the stomach flu and like feeling awful, and so I was just like, I'm not gonna. Because man, I don't know how some of the some of the people that are killing it, like <clears throat> Strangeology, is destroying TikTok right now, like. I don't know how he keeps it. That's a full-time job, man. Yeah, he's he's totally awesome. I love Jeff. He his t-shirts are all amazing and I'm on his Patreon and I have to say like the rewards he sends out and the bonus stuff he puts out. Yeah. Is, it's totally worth it. He puts so much effort into this stuff. It really shows. He's it's, awesome. Man, I did a video. I did a video a day for 2 weeks on TikTok on top of the stuff I, I already do for the show and I was exhausted yeah you, you gave yourself the stomach flu and 
You're like huddled. Like if you could see this guy, he's huddled in his blanket. <laughs> and looks like yeah. he's got a fever or something. No fever, thankfully. But man, I'm okay. So in an effort to to get to know you a little, for people to get to know you, I'd like to just get like your quick take on a few topics. Okay. Yeah. Like shoot. just like. Just your general thoughts, quick thoughts on on each topic. Okay, okay. so like a Horshack test. What do you see? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. What do you see? Number Venus. one, Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot. Yes. Never. But what do you see? What do I think of Bigfoot? Yeah. Um, definitely related to human, uh, primate, possibly ultra terrestrial. <laughs> Possibly relic hominid. There's so many possibilities. Like there's so many people trying to convince me yeah. of this possibility and that possibility. I wanna I wanna lean on the real unknown species. Like flesh and blood, Bigfoot. Just all the little weird things that are connected with them. The the weird occurrences like what are what Ron Moorhead writes about in Quantum Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. He's obviously the guy that recorded was there when they recorded the, the Sierra, Sierra sounds. Yeah. Um, he talks about quantum physics and uh, the possibility of Bigfoot being interdimensional, basically. Yeah. So is is that the way you lean personally? Um, I don't know. He's hiding. Bigfoot's hiding pretty good. So, yeah. If that was possible, if that was one hundred percent proven to be a scientific fact, like quantum physics, sure, they're not all proven to be, from what I understand. Um, but if that can be proven, then yeah, sure, Bigfoot probably hiding in another dimension but I think they're just probably more likely masters of their environment and will have good night vision and stuff so they can live in caves and such as they need to yeah okay so the next quick take I'd like is on UFOs what do you think they're real, obviously. The government has said they're real. Right. So, But do you think they're extraterrestrial? I mean, I've always thought, like, yeah, that's probably real. I've seen weird things in the sky. I can't explain unidentified. It's flying. It's an object. It can be anything, right? Right. Um, I guess what's important is trying to... Prove, prove it's unidentified beyond normal means. Like seeing if there are any flights, seeing what the activity was in the area. I think uh, lantern festivals have been mistaken for UFOs before. Yeah, yeah, we had one of those in my hometown, like the town I grew up in. We had like a rash of UFO sightings and it was just a bunch of lanterns. Yeah. There's a lot of things 
lights in the sky can be. So check check your uh, local news. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's totally totally possible that we that our governments have been in contact with extraterrestrial, ultra terrestrial life. Um, a big hypothesis going around is that most likely alien life will come in the form of ultra terrestrialism uh, because it would take so long to get to earth from any other place it would yeah. take a generational uh, expedition to achieve that yeah so who knows these UFOs might be like interdimensional time travel machines yeah I'm I'm noticing more and more now extraterrestrial and ultra terrestrial being used almost interchangeably like people don't want to pick a team anymore you know what I mean like it's one or the other there's too much reasonable doubt now yeah I think the mainstream has to relook at the topic and I think I don't know I I want. I believe 100% that the uh, remember the Israeli defense minister that came forward. Yeah, um, I believe him 100% that we're not ready for um, alien the, the life. The truth of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think civilization is. We couldn't handle. We couldn't handle a flu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hear a lot of people saying, like, no, give it to us. We're ready. We're ready. But, like, I don't... I think those people, like, live in a bubble. They don't realize how much of the world would would instantly question itself. Well, also go up in arms and yeah. flaming torches and pitchforks. and Yep. Uh, there has to be... There has to be that extremist left and right every time. And everything yeah. turns political and it's ridiculous. Well, and it's easy for like a materialist, atheist person to go like, extraterrestrial life is easy to comprehend. Like, just tell me about it. You know, but like, a lot of the world is built on religion and religious religious ideologies you yes. know what i mean yeah and that, really. that's where a lot of your torches and pitchforks are going to come from you see you see a lot of these like people who are heavy into religion and stuff they try to justify the supernatural using the bible or whatever the nephilim or the sure the archangels or whatever the hell the devil satan yeah lucifer yeah Beelzebub. Sure. I think, is that just like a Freddie Mercury invention? Or is that an actual thing? <laughs> I don't think so. No. I think that was an actual name. Okay. Um, so yeah, UFOs. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 100%. What, what exactly they are? Who the hell knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is who knows, right? I'm like... Uh, they can come visit me. They could come visit me. Don't do weird shit to me. Come on. Don't do weird <laughs> shit. But come and say hi. I'm cool. I'm very open-minded. 
if you didn't want me to tell anyone that I met aliens, I wouldn't. Yeah. But hopefully you're like, yeah, tell us, tell them how awesome we are, and they'll be like, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. No, we're not ready for aliens yet. We're not. Yeah. That's my agreed. That's my POV. I think I like. I like the the idea of like a slow, slow drip disclosure. You know, I think that's I think that's wise. A lot of people like bitch and complain about it, but I it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, totally. It um, just like movies and stuff. It seems like yeah. it's all grooming us for something. So yeah, I'm trying to normalize the concept. Hopefully, a giant gorilla doesn't appear from center earth to battle a 40 story lizard man I could do without the 40 story lizards for sure yeah that breathes nuclear fire yeah yeah Yeah. good lord okay couple more hot takes I'd like couple more quick takes yes uh ghosts Ghosts. What's your thought on 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 ghosts? I believe in spirits. I believe that we all are energy, and even when we leave this material form, that energy lives on. I believe in reincarnation, uh, and I believe that there are energies that do get stuck and can somewhat communicate uh yeah I think there's ghosts quote unquote okay so like classic afterlife human spirit ghosts right more metaphysical okay universal energy Everything yeah. is connected, kind of. Thing. Gotcha. Every nothing ever really dies because it's all a cycle. Right. Conservation of energy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not so much in half invisible people walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Scooby Doo. Sorry. Yeah. What? Bummer. <laughs> um. Okay. Last one. Psychics. What are your thoughts on psychics? <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing the hard questions. There's, there, there are frauds. There are frauds, but I, I believe, I truly believe that there are legitimate people, psychic people, but not all of them are. Yeah, Edgar Casey definitely could channel, um psychic abilities when under hypnosis uh, he would be put under hypnosis by a friend or uh, I think there was a doctor that helped him do it for a while and he would channel something he called the source which would tap into like the Akashic record and um, have all the answers to everything yeah and but it had like it had a sense of altruism to it so it wouldn't it wouldn't use its power to like make somebody rich or anything like that it had a it had a moral compass to it okay there's a lot to it i could 
I could we could talk a whole series on Edgar Casey's predictions and stuff like that. But yeah, um, definitely look him up. Uh, there's a book by his last name is Fitzpatrick, and his book is Edgar Casey and um, the an American Prophet, I believe. Um, okay. Great book, great biography on the man and his legacy. Um, there's still an institute in Virginia Beach uh, that was started by him, and it's dedicated to more of the. Mm, they look into psychology, uh, psychic abilities like parapsychology, more metaphysics and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the Center for Research and Enlightenment, or something. I okay. I I really like the idea of like the energetic fabric that binds humanity, the like um, Akashic record or the the um, collective unconscious. I like the idea of that having a moral compass, just an innate morality to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For That's sure. That's kind of a comforting concept. It is, and I guess it can go back to religion too, where like, when it comes down to it, the basis is of religion is to teach people morality and yeah. etiquette and yeah. domestication. And I mean, if if that morality is innate in human nature, then it makes sense to, you know, foster that, that that would be exemplified by, you know, a source legend, right? Yeah. For sure. I like that. Okay. So lastly, I want to talk about what you're doing on Clubhouse with CryptoCasters. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but like, it's one of the only like 40 in panel shows basically that I've ever seen. And my big question for you is why aren't you making it a podcast? Well, when you make a podcast, there's all this editing and there's all there's legal implications too. You can't use just any old song. You can't you gotta get all the speakers' permission. If there's people coming up from the audience, you gotta go get a waiver from them after. And right now, I'm just at the point where I don't charge for people. You can re-listen to them. You can go on Clubhouse and re-listen to them. Click on my profile, Greg Morrow, all dot the dot weird, and listen to the past episodes, please, for free. Yeah, no charge. It's a free app. Everything is free. Um, but you have to check out the people that are on the panels because they're awesome people and they all have wonderful content and they're trying to make something of it so please go support them um but why isn't it a podcast because i'm lazy and i don't want to edit it and put it into buzzsprout and then publish it okay all that that was stressful about my star wars podcast gotcha editing it all and and uh, yeah, that was a lot of work. See, I always think like, because every time I go do one with you, I'm like, God, this should be a podcast. But it is also kind of just beautiful for what it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. That it isn't just another podcast. No, it's not. I just wish more people could listen to it. 
I guess. Yeah. You know? Well, they can. They can listen to it. It's I mean, easy. I wish more people did listen to it, Where I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, we were talking about Clubhouse is fairly limited right now. It's new. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can... I could easily talk someone through downloading the app, creating a profile, and having me add it in three paragraphs in a text yeah. message, you know? For sure. Like, download the app. It's pretty straightforward. Open yeah. the app. It'll talk <laughs> you through creating a profile. Yeah. Find my name. Add me. And then the rest is history. Yeah, I've had a lot of people sign up for Clubhouse to be on the show. Yeah. So that's a good part of the show. And I had a lot of support from Jeremiah Byron. He started the Cryptozoology Club on Clubhouse. Yep. And... I was able to start Cryptocasters through the Cryptozoology Club. Yeah. As I grew, I realized that I wanted to talk about all of the Fordian subjects, all the weird. Yeah. In my name. <laughs> um, so I, I did, I recently I started an all the weird club on Clubhouse. So yeah. I'm going to try to get some other people to do other shows on that club so that it just grows the club a bit and we all support each other that way yeah dude i would love to put one on for sure that'd be cool let's talk about it yeah that'd be cool Mm -hmm. um do it because i think what you like what you did sprouting off of what jeremiah was doing is awesome like some of the the clubhouse rooms that you've put on have been like the most fun i've had the entire time we've been doing this podcast has been on clubhouse in those rooms like the the um cryptid march madness that we just finished yes was so much fun yeah you lost and you still had fun we lost hard not really it was two points yeah but two points that put us all the way in last place you had some tough judges though that's true i have to say that's true like Sam, Mr. Sam Sheeran was a judge. He just has been into this stuff for so long, like seriously. He, yeah. He started into the fray radio with Shannon Legros and Ryan Sprague, who does Somewhere in the Skies yep. podcast. Um, those three were talking about this like what, eight, nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So his knowledge was a must we had um carly from the haunted housewives podcast and she she wanted i was telling her about it and she wanted to do it because she just loves listening to the stories so yeah it's like yeah and basically a storytelling competition right yeah <laughs> so and then mothman 46 um He's a mysterious guy. He's on yeah. Instagram. Under the man's an enigma. 46. Um, he came on to be a judge because he knows his stuff too. He's very much into the subject matter. And uh, I like giving him a voice because he's super funny. He does a lot of funny memes and stuff like that. But yeah. he doesn't... I don't know if he's shy, but he doesn't want to share his name. And yeah. I can respect anonymity 
Sure. But he he has a lot to add, so I like to try to push him to do those yeah. things. Sorry, buddy. Get I know I I remember I remember after um after our I think I after I watched the first round, I forget who went first. That was the Midwest. That was okay. um, Nash Hoover, Jeremiah, um, Ashley, Ashers, right? yeah. um, Pato, and Carter Reeves. Yeah. Um, so after they went, I remember talking to Carly and being like, I think I know what you are looking for. I'm pretty sure I know what Sam is looking for. But Mothman Forty Six is an enigma. Like I have no idea what's gonna, what's gonna earn his vote. You know. You know, there were certain areas of judging where certain judges judge the teams a lot more differently. But Mothman Forty Six was a lot closer with his scores. So. Yeah. Man. He, he liked them all. He was very happy. He learned about new cryptids, and um, he thanked me profusely for the experience. And It was awesome. I loved having him, and I hope he does it again. He seems like a really cool guy. I've, I've never really had the chance to get to know him, but I don't know that a lot of people have had the chance to get to know him, so... He gets out to the events. You'll meet him, I'm sure. Cool. He'll be cool. encrypted bash. I know that. Okay, so speaking of that, you're actually going to be in the states for a for a convention, right? Um, for cryptid bash, for sure. Beyond that, I haven't cemented anything. Um, this we bought a property up north that we're taking care of. We're like getting it into shape and I don't want to commit too many weekends away because I kind of want to be up there. Yeah. It's prime squatch country. Nice. It's away from the bustle. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay. So to end things, just share with the audience where they can find you, what to look forward to, what you're working on right now. Any and all of that. Um, just putting crypto casters togethers together like bi-weekly every other week um, trying to uh, get people to do shows on the cryptozoology club so please uh, if you have a show idea just send me a message and I guess you can find me on Instagram at all dot the dot weird um also that on Clubhouse and you can you could email you could email me at alltheweirdofficial at gmail.com because someone took all the weird at gmail probably not even using it I'm not bitter, I'm just bitter you're cursed um <laughs> and oh, there's a Cryptocasters Insta- Instagram that's the best place to keep up to date is Instagram. All the coolest people I know are on there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So do you want me to speak Canadian or anything, eh? (laughs) That's a beauty shawl you got there, eh? 
Thank you. Did your grandma give that to you? Who did give this to me? I don't know who did. It may have been my grandma. <laughs> oh, what a hoser. <laughs> I got two I got two out of two from you because I was hoping for a little bit of Canadian and I was hoping that someone would get cursed at some point. Well, there's at least three people that got cursed during the course <laughs> of this recording. Yeah. I'm I'm happy about it. I cursed my computer several times. Yeah. Trying to get set up. That probably isn't. But I think everyone survived. <laughs> yeah. I cursed your stomach flu, so that should go Thank away. Thank you. I appreciate that. The poor black cat almost cursed your audio equipment, but I yeah. saved that. You did. And everybody's happy. I'm, you're the only person I know who curses for the good of mankind. Yes. I appreciate that. With my superpower. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Greg. This has been awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. You well, uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I want thank you to come you so back. Much. No, your welcome is valid. Um well, thank you for having me. I I appreciate it. I love your show and I can't wait to talk to Ryan on Clubhouse too. Yeah. And um I know we got a room coming up on May twelfth. Uh, 9.30 p.m. on Clubhouse. This probably won't be him, but it'll be on replay on my profile. Yeah, this will actually be out the day after we do that. So, go to... Yeah. Go Martin tell us his messed up Bigfoot story that I wouldn't listen to. Oh, man. Strap in. You can't tell me, because I want to be surprised. It's wild. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I can't wait to hear it. And thank you for a wonderful podcast that you produce weekly. Oh, of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling with that said we want to get to know each and every one of you so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on instagram and facebook at campfire t-o-t-s-a-u on twitter and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com if you love the show please rate and review it it's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. 
I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.